Hey everyone, it's episode 19 of WDW Happy Hour. Um, I'm here with my fellow podcast members. I've got Rob, Scott, and Matt. This is a first. We are down one of our podcast members because she is sick. So Holly, I hope you're listening to this. Um, We hope you feel better because dang, I was feeling this a few months ago and so was Matt and so was Scott at one point. Sinus infection is not something to screw with. So the struggle is in fact real. So, so yeah, listeners, if you can yeah, write. send some love Holly's way because yeah. she needs it. She is suffering from a terrible sinus infection. Yeah, she's in a bad way. So she will hopefully be back in time for <laughs> our next podcast. And she's here in spirit. If she's if she's not, then we're all in <laughs> trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what we're gonna do is start like we do every podcast with topping it off, um, where we discuss a Disney drink. And it's my turn this week, and I am super excited because I have had this drink queued up for a few weeks now, and I'm so excited to talk about it in a little bit more depth. So my drink this week is the Wild Berry Basil Lemoncello Lemonade, and this is from Pizza Rizzo, which I have to say is by far the highlight of my dining experience at Pizza Rizzo. Um, the pizza is regular old Disney pizza. The salad is regular old Disney salad. But this drink is unlike any drink I've gotten in Disney World. I really, I'm not a real big mixed drink fan. If you can kind of tell, I like fruitier drinks. But I'm a beer girl. Like Cronenberg Blanc is my favorite thing. And then maybe I'll go to a margarita next. Um, but this lemonade is super refreshing. Um, I was a little worried about the basil because I was always thinking, like, is it going to be green? Like, what color is it? But it's definitely got a very strong wild berry, like the berry flavor. And then you get a little bit of the sourness with the lemonade. And then the very end, an understated, like, savory basil flavor. Is it garnished with basil or does it actually have crushed basil in it? No, I think it's like a basil, like, puree in it. And you know what's interesting? You can't find the recipe. So, oh, it's so new that it's... Yeah, it is. It's like, I mean, like I was looking at the Disney food blog today and it didn't really go into what was in it. Um, and I'm assuming the lemoncello, which Scott and I were just having this discussion that lemoncello is a liqueur and that would be the, the alcohol portion of it. But it does, it is garnished with a lemon. Um but I can almost taste a little like vodka-ish flavor. And I'm not an expert by any means, so I could be wrong in that because it could be like like a vodka lemonade always goes well together in my mind. How strong of a drink is it? Um, Not super strong because I feel like I can't drink it fast when it's really strong. And I like suck this down, but it was really, really good. Huh. Now, is the value worth it? It's $9.75 and that's really expensive for me for a drink. I I don't know, like if this was food and wine and this was a drink, I would like keep going back and always get it. Like for like, I don't know, $4 for a little cup. But something about like a full size drink being $10 just kills me. Um, But it is definitely a drink that if we got like off Star Tours and we were like kind of meandering and it was like around lunchtime, I would definitely go in there just for the drink, Um, which I don't think there's many quick service places in no. Disney. I don't think I would do that anywhere. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other quick service where I would just want to drink somewhere. Not off the top of my head. No. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that'll be interesting because, like, logistically, you've got, like, the long lunch lines. <laughs> like, I just want to be like, I just want a drink. <laughs> should there be, like, a, there should be, like, a little drink window. That would be, that would How be. How is it dispensed? Is this, like, a slush? No, it is a drink. Like, it's a, it's just, like, a mixed drink. And then over it has ice. a lemon, yes, a lemon okay. wedge over ice. So, yeah, it was really amazing. I really loved this drink. It's, I think, maybe my favorite mixed drink taking margaritas out of the mix okay okay wow <laughs> yeah so that's a pizza rizzo they also have a sangria that i'm wanting to try but it's going to be one of them uh that i will go back and have again cool. um so good one nice yeah all right so we got news now right yes so the first news item is Quote, Disney After Hours, unquote, returns to the Magic Kingdom at lo new lower price. So this was an event they hosted last spring slash summer. Um, it wasn't very popular to start, I think, because of the original 149 price tag. <laughs> uh, this time around, it's going to be 119 So far, they've announced seven dates, January 20th and 27th, February 2nd, 9th, 16th, and March 2nd and 9th. So it's three hours of unlimited access at the Magic Kingdom. It's a hard ticket event. Um, almost every attraction is open. What uh, what hours does this run? Um, you could get into the park at seven. I think it depends on when the regular park closes. Okay, so, so say it's, so, so it's immediately could, after park closing for three hours. Yeah, so say the park normal park closed at ten. They essentially kick everybody out and only people that have this hard ticket event could stay till one well, one they must do those wristbands or something yeah. like yeah, that. yeah I, I seen people with lanyards oh, like okay. uh wow. yeah so. I, the, the bigger the better for me like i want to differentiate yeah you know like oh, if yeah. i paid for that i'd be mm -hmm. really ticked off if someone snuck through yeah even at 119 dollars so expensive it I, I could see this being a value to people that don't go often. And right. You want to. We talked about rise, this last time, yeah. and it was one forty nine. Right. That yeah. was like the only you know demographic. I mean, if you want to rise Space Mountain six times, you know, like <laughs> that's we your chance. We should do that. We're gonna be down there. Yeah, but we go all the time. I'm not paying one hundred and nineteen dollars. <laughs> it for... does include complimentary ice cream novelties and beverages. I know. That, we just get that... unlimited Mickey bars. <laughs> How many Mickey bars did I have to? One hundred and nineteen. To... Yeah. To... No, it's it probably like four. Beer and oh it was gosh. in the Magic yeah. Kingdom. You could probably swing it. Oh my gosh! Of yeah. course. I wonder if you could like. It'd be funny if you could trade in. Like, I won't have any Mickey bars. But I just want like three beers. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Some> negotiating. Yeah. <laughs> Or a cheeseburger egg rolls. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have like eight cheeseburger egg rolls and a Cronenberg from Be Our Guest, and we'll, we'll call it <laughs> even. I mean, people did speak highly of, of this event that last last year was rides were walk-ons. Every ride was, like they said it was, you would walk down places and there'd be no people. Well, let's just think about like the universal model, which is a pay for fast pass service, whatever they call their fast pass. I mean, obviously, I don't think that it's one hundred and fifty dollars for their fast pass, but it's probably reasonably close. Yeah, I think it's like if you do a park hopper, I think it's about a hundred for the day. I think. But I again, don't... that's a full day, but you're still you're still at the parks among all of the general admission people as well. 
So, I mean, I think that this is a pretty comparable price and offering for Disney. But again, it's just Magic Kingdom. I can't rationalize oh, it. See, I almost can. I, I would like to I try can. it. Because do you know how hellish, like, okay, the last time we were all together in Disney, um, the day Matt checked the bags and met us at Space Mountain. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how busy it was that day? We did one thing and we went back. And it's like not even worth it to, to spend your time at the Magic Kingdom when it's not extra magic hours. I feel like the Magic Kingdom is nutsy. Like you can really get, like you can have a good Hollywood Studios day. You can have a good... You know, Epcot Day, because Epcot's a little bigger and more spread out. But Magic Kingdom, I just find, has been so busy. It's just, like, unreal. Particularly if you try and go there after you arrive, like, midday. Like, if you fly down there, get in at 10 o'clock or something like that, and you try and go over around noon, you're not getting on anything till 2 o'clock. My only devil's advocate thing here is that um, this is an after-hours event. So, if say let's say it's from 10 to 1. A lot of times when they just have regular extra magic hours yeah. from but when the park is open till one, that place clears out after fireworks. And you can pretty much, I mean, there have been times where Catherine and I have ridden like everything with really reasonably short wait times after fireworks, which is, and we didn't have to pay $119. I mean, I remember one time we did Pirates, we did Space Mountain, we did Mine Train, we did basically all of the big um, rides back to back. And so, you know, the, you should keep that in mind. You know what I'd like to do? A scientific study. And I'll be happy to pay the 119 for me <laughs> and do the testing myself to see how many rides I can get on in three hours with this hard ticket versus how many rides you can get on at Extra Magic Hours. The exact same rides. In the same way, so like it's efficient. Like I started. Oh, that would be really good, actually. Land. We should do that. And the same, yeah, the same magic to, hours time. Like, yeah, like like ten to one or whatever. Right. Yeah, you'd have to keep it. You'd have to keep some of the variables static, so you're comparing. Listen up, viewers. We're gonna be trying to make this happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so, actually smart. Yeah. I don't know why. So that's actually. Oh, you actually had a smart. Oh, you actually smart. <laughs> Yeah, all right, well, yeah. Well, I'd like to add something to this, which I thought was really interesting. And Rob, I feel like you would be really the only one that would know about this. They have a ma an extra magic morning at yes. Hollywood Studios yes. that you pay for. Yes. I never knew that. And when no. we were planning Fast Passes for this last, like, spontaneous weekend, we were like, wait... What's in the morning on Saturday at Hollywood Studios for that they one don't hour. open till nine instead of eight? Like we were, we were. They did the same thing oh. at the Magic Kingdom. As well. I remember that. And it was just Fantasyland. And like a breakfast place was open. Like was it just Fantasyland? I think uh -huh. it, I think it was. Yes, I think it, it was. was Peter Pan's Flight, Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, you got breakfast at Pinocchio's. And then you got to well, it was essentially. Uh, like early admission into the park. Yeah, I think it was seven forty-five to nine, and then the regu regular guests would get in at nine. Yeah. yeah, I mean these types of things that they've been rolling out over the course of the past year are basically just testing the waters and seeing if there's a market for further events. And you there know. is. Yeah, I mean people oh, will yeah. pay for these things. Yeah, I mean, and they're going to if guests are willing to pay for something, they're going to charge for it. I mean, it's. The nature of the market so i think that quite frankly you're going to start seeing 
this, you know, as a more commonplace type of event moving forward. Yeah, because they did the magic morning first at... And then they announced they were doing the nighttime thing, which was a little bit grander than the, yeah. we're just going to yeah. open a little bit This early. is basically the whole park. They have a list of attractions that are operating. It's pretty much uh, anything you could want. Yeah. It's probably the same as extra magic hours, like no carousel progress, no, um, like, I don't know. Splashes on here. Um, space. Haunted space. Yeah. Mine train. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my train's closed. <laughs> Jungle cruise. Yeah. Um. Astro Orbiter. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I would be willing to give it a try. You it's know, worth for a try. our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Anything for our listeners. <laughs> All right. So you guys are we worth the money. Anything for our fans. So, something that's right up our alley uh, combining food and drink. Mm -hmm. um, Disney announced a Highway in the Sky dine around. So, this is going to combine the monorail along with the three Magic Kingdom monorail resorts. Mm. So it's one fifty per person. You have a an item at each of the three resorts, and it finishes the night with a wishes rooftop firework viewing at the Contemporary. And it's supposed to be private. I think it's my impression is it's different than the Grand or the the California Grill option or the um, Bailey Tower. Tower. Now, when we're talking about an item at each resort, are we talking about you choose something or you get what you get? It you sounds like it's prefixed. It. I, I so you start off at the Contemporary at the Wave. It's a welcoming appetizer and a specialty cocktail. Um, then you go to the Polynesian. It says island-inspired libations and appetizers. Um, and then I guess the main course is a, a sit down meal at Citrico's. Oh, mm. I want to do this so bad. This and, sounds and it worth says it's a, a special it chef's sounds, yeah. main course selection. Oh my God. This is worth $150 if you were to do this yeah, on your own. I, and yeah, not I see, this is, this is one of those things. Like if you were going to, um, price compare doing something like this on your own, plus if you're adding the, um, private, rooftop wishes viewing which is something that you can't pay for mm -hmm. i think that you're getting more than 150 dollars yeah. worth of value when yeah. does this go on sale because that sounds awesome and so, it sounds like something that's going to sell out yeah quickly. so it's offered tuesdays fridays and sundays beginning december 2nd De reservations open november 29th oh so um, it's open so it's yeah. open i wonder it's we're, we're late on the ball here yeah cost is 150 plus tax and gratuity oh we should get on this, like, after we record this podcast. Like, as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, we should actually just... plan just... a trip around whenever we can find reservations. The rest of this podcast is us just booking this. <laughs> yeah. That's so, how the sausage gets made, guys. Yeah. Some of the other things. So, after Citrica's, you um, could sit in the lobby with champagne and artisanal cheeses. Oh, Jesus. That's right up my alley. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And then you return to... Uh, the contemporary for desserts, cordials, and coffee. Oh my along with the, um, I mean, the really, wishes. truly, if you were to get, okay, so champagne, you probably get a drink at dinner, you're getting a drink at the Polynesian, you're getting a drink at the contemporary, you're probably getting a drink at Wishes. That's five drinks. You're also going to get pretty tanked. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, five in the bag. Five yeah, You're drinks. five in the bag by I mean, Wishes. you're over like $70 just there. Yeah, I, I think maybe I mean, for... I'm sure the cordials are really small and like much smaller. Than oh, yeah. Head. I mean, they don't want people getting ripped. I, I haven't read any <laughs> reviews or what people are saying about it, but maybe for next episode, I'll see what I could find. 
That yeah. sounds awesome. And or we I'm, just try it. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead serious. As soon as we're done recording this, we should um, try and book this. Okay. Let's do it. Word. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, that's awesome. It'd be cool. I have two thoughts. It'd be cool to incorporate the actual monorail involved. Like, It'd be nice if, like, they did private monorail, which they oh, might. Wow. Like, where you say, could like, drink this, on the monorail. Well, where this is the monorail for the people on the tour alone, no one else can get on. Which you oh, know, which would like build kind of like a community because you're you're with like the same people right. from stop to stop, and like you can meet your your like your fellow monorailers. Or if you could, if they, I'm thinking like of an old fashioned train car with like a like a bar car and having Dude. like a bar car on the monorail but you i mean you couldn't do that but you could like have like a, a bar outside of the monorail station at the contemporary and like grab like a glass of champagne when you get on and then in the polynesian like grab my tie and get on like that they would give be you so a lay cool. when you got yes. off it's yeah. so funny how drastically different the uh our pictures of it were in our mind because Catherine's thinking of a classic old-timey bar car and I was literally just thinking of brown bagging it on the Long Island Railroad. <laughs> Plus the monorail smells more like the Long Island Railroad They've with the They've turned the monorail into the Orient like Express. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the monorail smells so bad. It does. It, it does. smells so. like straight-up livestock. Yeah, like, I'm not saying it, like, it smells like Well, I mean, because, you know, you've got people who've been walking around all day in the parks with backpacks <laughs> on and the heat, and then they get on the monorail. But breeze that monorail. Yeah, they probably should be doing This episode of, of WDW <laughs> brought to you by Febreze. <laughs> I don't even know how you could, because they probably, like, where do they store the monorails at night? Did they just sleep at the TTC? <laughs> I don't know. Do they I think it's funny how you think the monorails sleep. Like it's yeah, like cars. Like I'd like to see a short. Yeah, no, they're, they're sentient, Scott. <laughs> That's a good. They must. Is there a garage? I like saw over by Wilderness Lodge. Or behind something? Magic Kingdom, they have their garage. maintenance thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So I don't know if they take them off that to do maintenance. Well, I'm sure that they night. they probably pull them off for servicing sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah, because it's not every color running all the time. Oh, lordy. Well, but yeah, the, the, the thing is, I want that. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds I awesome. want to write a children's book about the monorails now. <laughs> yeah, see, that could be a fun, like, that should have been, like, instead of, instead of doing all planes. the money into cars and planes, just do, like, a, a short in front of a movie about the monorails. That would be so great. Be They've never done anything like related to the parks. And that we are so full cool. of nothing but great <laughs> ideas on this podcast. Are you listening, John Lasseter? I know. Come on, John. Put the Hawaiian shirt down for a damn second and listen to us. I mean, he can still wear the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Put it <All> right. down. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yes. So, um, the other day... Disney turned the uh, Spaceship Earth into the Death Star as part of a promotional. What do you think? Uh, um, I thought it was terrible. Yeah, what? it was a little I stayed up and watched it. It was up at like 10... It was on at like 10.30 Eastern. So it's like just similar Tuesday to how night. they made it into uh, Mike Wazowski when yes. they were promoting Monsters. It was a Zero. little underwhelming from yes. the pictures that I saw. Oh, is this to promote Rogue One? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm very excited so, about. So part of that, um, they announced a new... Ultimate guided tour for Star Wars fans at Disney's Hollywood studio. So I'm not going to tell you how long this takes, but I'll give you the details and then we can maybe venture some guesses here. Catherine so. had alluded, but right before we started, um, <laughs> right before we started uh, recording this podcast, 
Rob started talking about this, and Catherine said, "Don't say anything because I don't think Matt knows about it, and I want to see his honest I don't know reaction." About this either. Okay, so it includes a Star Wars quote, "All in the know," unquote tour guide. Oh, no. Oh, man, so, I would love to challenge that guy. <laughs> so, priority boarding for Star Tours. The adventures continue. Oh, you're definitely going to be the rebel spy. You're paying to be the rebel spy for this tour, Matt. Encounter two Star Wars characters, Chewbacca and Kylo Ren, as Star Wars Launch Bay. Okay. An in-depth insider's tour around Launch Bay. Screening of Star Wars, Path of the Jedi. Um, so all things that you can do yeah, yourself. Yeah. Uh, themed menu items during dinner at Backlot Express, and then a spot for the dessert party for Star Wars: A Galactic Spectacular. So, how long do you think that would take? I don't know. Like, how long do you think this tour would be? Well, I mean, you're running across dinner, and you're running into the nighttime show, so you're looking probably three hours. Matt. Just the way you're talking makes it sound like it's a really long no, time. Um, I would say just to get all those done, you could hit those in like an hour and a half. How long is this? Like six hours? It's a seven, seven hour. hour what? Why? What are they doing? I know. I, How long can you spend in the launch bay? I would be like I clawing my way. I could fully to be a way. Jedi in seven hours. <laughs> you can watch... Three Star Wars movies. You could watch the original trilogy. Like, pri priority boarding for Star Tours. What is that attraction? Five minutes? Yeah. From boarding to walking off? Yeah. Okay. So we're five right. minutes there. The, the encounters with Chewbacca and Kylo Ren. Okay, let's... they gave you, like, a longer time because you're on the tour. Let's just say... Let's just say it's a half hour wait for each. Okay, so well, then... Well, yeah, and you're not waiting for these. This is going to be a more expedited thing. You're paying for the tour. They're not going to make you wait in line. But even if you did wait in line... We have not That's what I'm saying. Let's just add, let's just give that an hour. Let's just give that an hour and then an hour for the tour in the launch base. So now you're at two hours plus the ten minutes on Star Tours. Okay, so two hours and ten minutes. What else is there? Dinner. Dinner. And okay, let's say an hour. hour. And let's say those, an hour. Three I, I hours was, and ten minutes. I was gonna ask, are those specialty items or but can or can you order those items? I don't know. It says enjoy it says enjoy Star Wars. Menu items. There's no way that they're I new. They I guarantee it's like, like BBA cupcakes. It, no, it's probably the dark side burger. That's like the one. Yeah, they and they like have like a do. Darth Vader cupcake. Yeah. Um, or yeah, or Yoda cupcake. I think they have too, which is probably. So it's one twenty nine per person. Uh, they begin January second. They're offered on Mondays and Saturdays. The only good thing it includes the dessert party, which, yeah, which is, is about seventy nine. How much is I this? Did they say twenty nine? He just said that. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. I'm just no, like. No, it's okay. It's so yeah, I, I'm just blown away that seven hours. I mean, I don't I, know how you could spend seven hours in you or in, in Hollywood Studios. I mean, yeah. I love Star Wars, but that seems ridiculous. Also, dangerous to bait Star Wars fans by saying that the tour guide is all in the know, because <laughs> like. <laughs> There are some, They're I mean, just vicious. look at Scott. And I'm not even the worst. No, and he's not, I mean, you're very knowledgeable. I mean, Scott, you could probably name at least 15 Sith Lords. Okay. We're not, we're not doing that now. <laughs> no, I'm not saying for you to do it. <laughs> you're but baiting I'm, me. <laughs> yeah, but you stop. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are people who would take that as an actual challenge. Yeah. And... Like... Oh, you're all in the know? <laughs> well, do you know... <laughs> The backstory of Chief Chirpa. <laughs> but um, he came from a broken home. So that's that's a tour. If if you're into that, 
check it out. Um, the they also announced a few other things. They're going to add um, the AWR Advanced Weapons Research Troopers from Rogue One into the Galaxy Far Far Away daytime show. Um, and then the biggest thing probably is they're going to start up with the randomized um, scenes for Star Tours now, and you're not going to always get Jakku. Thank God. Yeah. It's about so that time. Yeah. Yeah. I miss I miss my friend. Uh, What's his name? Akbar. It's Admiral Akbar. I haven't seen him in so long. Yeah. So yeah, I'm guessing that means you won't get BB-8 every single time Correct. anymore. I Jakku, you Jakku. could go there. It it's just just gonna go there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll I'll leave. <laughs> and then there's the door. From December 16th to December 31st, they're they're gonna be running. Um, Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular, their nighttime uh, fireworks show, along with Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Really? Wait, what are yeah. the dates of this? So December 16th to 21st. December 31st. So you'll be able to see both shows. On How long does Jingle Bam go? Like I think to the, the does it 31st. End the 31st. I think. I, I don't know. But they'll still be playing Christmas music until February. Oh, God, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, that's, Kills me. that's true. That's it's too much. It's just too much. And then they also did say they're going to have a scene from episode 8 in Star Tours, but that's probably not for another year. At least. Oh, I was like, right. But not, nothing from Rogue One yeah, nothing will be in Star Tours. Okay. Which kind of, I guess, makes I mean, it sense. makes uh, Yeah. I mean, it's all in a timeline, I suppose. That's it is. supposed to work. Yeah. No, it. it because there's episode one, two, and three stuff in there, and then there's episode four, five, yeah, and six race. stuff. Yeah, but this is this takes place in between in between in between three and four. It there's could a death. There's a there. there's a discrepancy with the Death Star in Star Tours. I'm not gonna get into this, but if you want to look it up, I'm sure it's on Reddit that there's it's like a third Death Star. That's that That's in the Star, original Star Tours. That makes Star Tours not canon. Canon. <laughs> but, but they anyway. fixed it. They, is it. they fixed it in the Adventures Continues. Mm -mm. Yeah, they did. Mm -mm. Because well, the... more to follow on that. We'll follow up on that next episode. Don't don't let us forget, listeners. What, Catherine? You claim to be all in the know. <laughs> I am all in the know. I am. We're not going to have that argument until we have the facts. <laughs> Cute. So, all right. Well, that's yeah, that's... that's it for the news. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, so Matt, you want to talk about our main topic? Yeah, um, our main topic of the day um, is just going to be underrated Disney. And I'm purposely keeping this broad um, just to say anything Disney related could be movies, attractions, places to get food and drink, resorts, really anything Disney related that you feel is underrated or underrepresented. That's so I'm just going to open the floor, just, you know, whatever you can think of. Obviously, we know things like The Little Mermaid is a classic and Space Mountain is great, but we're talking about things that you think deserve a little extra attention, a little bit of love that maybe our listeners might not have experienced or deserve a second look. So, Do you want to start it off? Um, or do you need to think a minute? No, uh, you he's, know what, he's been thinking. You definitely got a few, so why don't you pick one? Yeah, um, I'm going to start with a resort. Um, 
This is a moderate resort that I really like that I think doesn't get as much attention as the other ones. The moderate resorts at Walt Disney World would be the two Port Orleans Riverside and French Quarter. You have Caribbean Beach, and I think those three are the most frequented. And I think the um, the ugly stepchild of the moderate resorts is Coronado Springs, and that is personally my favorite. Coronado Springs gets a lot of points off for people because it's really expansive and huge. It's got a lot of different bus stops, which kind of scares people away. This is also um, the one with the convention center, so you get a lot of business people there. Mm -hmm. However, Coronado Springs is awesome. It's a beautiful resort. It's surrounded by a man. It surrounds a man-made lake with a lot of. What's it called? Oh, I don't know. What is it called? A Lago Dorado. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's said exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. So. It's called I think it's Dorado. I think it's Lossly Dorado. Translated I think to it also Dorado has Lake. some of the best quiet pools. Oh, of any of the you're right. And I feel like there's a lot of them. There are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've got the um, artificial beaches around Lago Dorado where you can relax on a hammock and just chill out. Um, also, the Pepper Market is arguably the best quick service oh, so good. offering at any of the resorts, I think. Um, you have a lot of different stations. It's very, I think it has kind of slipped in the past couple of years. I think it's gotten worse, um, but it's still, I think, the best. I mean, it's still better than any of the other, like, typical food courts in, like, in any the other of the moderates or, moderates or values. values. The values yeah. are like the friggin' wild west really, in their food courts. Yeah, really great <laughs> pool areas, especially quiet pools. Um, I like it because it's one of those resorts that doesn't have that many kids. Again, if you do have kids, this might be a detriment, but not really. Because there's still a lot of great places. Like that pool with the uh, jaguar slide mm -hmm. is pretty awesome um, if you have kids. I just think that I can't say enough good things about Coronado Springs and I don't think that w if most people are staying at moderates, I feel like they opt for Port Orleans or Caribbean Beach and I think that don't let the size and the fact that the convention center is there scare you away if you're looking to stay at a moderate. Especially if you wear a Fitbit. Yeah, true. Oh yeah, you'll get a... <laughs> If you're in the rancho, you're going to get a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you get, I, I also like how with Coronado Springs, you get like the beachy feel. Um, like they do have the little man-made beaches, which are like pretty much unique to the mod or the, the deluxe resorts and or Caribbean beach, but you get them here too, which I, I really like relaxing in a hammock at Coronado Springs. Yeah, Coronado Springs, definitely my top three resorts at Walt Disney World and my favorite moderate. So that's my underrated resort. Good, good Open pick. the floor to anyone. We don't have to go in order. If you got one, jump on in. I'll, I can jump in with one that we talked about a couple of weeks ago in, in a similar light was the uh, Frozen Sing-Along was an attraction that I, I don't know if it's necessarily super underrated, but I know we've skipped it a lot in the mm -hmm. past because it's just like, oh, it's just, you know, a bunch of kids and, you know, singing the songs. But it's actually a really good performance, and I don't think it gets credit for being as good of a performance as it actually is. I agree. Yeah, I that's agree a good with one. you, too. And that's on the higher tier of Fast Passes, too. Like, that's one you can get, like, with... Like, if you get Toy Story Midway Mania, you can also get that. Right. Which might be worth your time if you have kids and if you're... Or even if you don't. I think a lot of people at this point have, you know, um, extinguished the... Or just feeling wiped out on Frozen. And I think that that's 
um, scares some people away from this, but it's really good. Yeah, it was it was outstanding. Performers it's, are awesome. Yeah, it's, it's funny. very funny. It's it's just they have a lot of talent as well. It's not just funny. It's arguably better than the Frozen uh, Live at the Hyperion in Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the sing-along. I think it has more repeatability, too, that, you know... I agree. Like, Just the comedy of it, I think, was a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. it's more relevant. I mean, totally. it's more in touch with people. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Good one. All right. Well, I will pick also a resort myself. Now, I'm going to go into the value resorts. and I'm going to say art of animation, I think, is a little underrated. I think when you are picking resorts, you almost can start by the category of, well, this time we're going to stay at a deluxe, or this time we'll stay at a moderate. Um, but if you're thinking that way, I hope that you consider Art of Animation because I think you get a lot more than just your typical value, especially if you're staying in one of the suites, you have a lot mm -hmm. of room. It's a value plus, I would say. It yeah, kind of straddles I mean, the is, line between value but it and moderate. Is a, but it is a value. For sure. So that's why I, I think it is underrated. And something also that sets Art of Animation apart from all of the values and all of the moderates, in fact, is an indoor entrance to your room. Every other moderate, you ex you enter and exit your mm -hmm. room like a motel. You're going out and you are outside. In Art of Animation, you have to be staying in that building to even get into the building. So you're mm -hmm. not having like, oh, you know, little Johnny can't sleep, so we're going to walk around while he's crying. And Damn you, little Johnny. <laughs> I mean, Scott, you stayed yeah. at the pool. You stayed at the ground level of the pool the last time we stayed at Pop Century. Mm -hmm. Like, how quiet was your room? Not at Not all. that quiet. Tons now, of foot if traffic. Now, if you stay in the ground level of the Finding Nemo, which is the biggest pool on Disney property in that building, you have to have an entry key to even get into your room. So you don't have people just running past your room all willy-nilly because they're walking to their room. Like, you have to have a purpose to be in those sections. So I think that makes it really nice. The, the theming is excellent, too. We've stayed in all of the suite sections. We've never stayed in the Little Mermaid section, but we've stayed in Lion King Cars and Finding Nemo, and they did a great job with the theming. I love the cars. Um, I, I don't like cars as a franchise, but the theming of the cars rooms I thought were awesome yeah, they're the really fun ones. and again like with good pools and lots of um you know all, all the value resorts do a good job with their pools but the big blue pool is definitely worth checking out they play music underwater and it's the biggest pool in uh in Disney World property so I love art of animation it's yeah. my favorite and it's also really good if you're traveling with like a group of people and you can break it up. So like you have, you know, three or four people in a suite and it's like the perfect size for four people and you get two bathrooms, which is amazing. And separate rooms, which if you, uh, you guys have traveled down there with couples before, you yeah. actually have two separate rooms with yes. two separate well, bathrooms. It's, well, you have one closed room, which right. is like a suite with a bathroom and then there's the outdoor area where you have the living room with a couch that um, folds out into a full-size bed. And also you have a, a, Murphy, a Murphy bed that the table in your little kitchenette area folds out into another full-size bed. Right. So yeah, you've got, you've got separate 
living and sleeping quarters, which is awesome. And the nice thing about that also is that the bathroom in the more like public area or in the main area of your suite has the separate room for the toilet and shower and the sink. So like someone's getting ready, but someone's showering, like they can both kind of be in the bathroom. So I really, I really like that. I, th I think it makes it so much easier to travel with a group. And I feel like art of animation gets overlooked because people who are like, oh, I want to spend a little bit more money on a hotel are like automatically like, well, I'll say it a deluxe, but you get a lot more space true, with yeah. the same like, like definitely there's going to be a downgrade in the food options if you're not staying in a deluxe or a moderate, but I think it's worth the, worth of the, uh, the, the room pros room. and cons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. Rob? I'll go food wise or just a lounge. So I'm a big fan and it's off the beaten path. The cruise cup lounge at the yacht club. Oh yeah. yeah. You do you are a big you fan. Do I, mean, love <laughs> this. I, I I think yeah, this is um it's it's like hard to find. It's like down this <laughs> random hallway. Um but it it's a cool like late at night place that's open till midnight is that the one that's themed like a like a jockey area mm -hmm. yeah. yeah like it's got all um, the horses like wood, and stuff wood walls and yeah like... i guess yeah i guess I you could say that yeah themed. right yeah oh maybe i'm thinking like, of something um, else cr like a like a crew like a crew yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a row row <laughs> making a rowing motion for those that can't see me yeah um Rob is clearly was never on the crew team based on his, his, his form. Really strange pantomime. Winkle Voss twin. Yeah. But um, <laughs> good, good, good pull. Good pull. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but this is sometimes it could be crowded, so I'm not gonna say it's it's um, not crowded, but it can be. There's TVs if you want to catch like a game or something, and you don't want to sit with the noise of ESPN Club. Uh, at the boardwalk, I think they have incredible wings. They're really spicy. <laughs> Matt probably disagrees <laughs> with me, but um, it's. Just I was a... already I was already not feeling well before <laughs> I had those wings, so I don't blame the wings. Right, um, but they have you know sandwiches down to just appetizers like the wings. I thought it was a cozy atmosphere. Yes, like it's it's different. It's not just like your regular bar. Like there's flat tables like they're, they're not all high tops or you're like you don't have to sit yeah. at the bar it's almost like a little like intimate restaurant almost they have uh, booths they have um like a little tables. seat like um like a couch almost with chairs uh, is that like next a to the yachtsman because what's or yeah because you can view the yes. yachtsman next to like you can look into yeah, the kitchen yes, right yeah yeah correct so if you know yes. where the yachtsman is it's almost on the path that connects the beach and yacht exactly so like if you're right like, going the, inside yeah and following that long hallway that's exactly yeah if you're the pathway that leads between the two i think that's a good one to bring up because i feel like um with the exception of if you're staying there even if you were staying at the boardwalk um i feel like a lot of people don't go to the yacht and beach club um, just to like go to the lounges or the True. the food places over there, and I think that there is a decent amount to offer. Yeah, and the, I totally agree with you. The cruise cruise the cup crew, lounge crew cup crew cup it's, it's crew the, cup the, the app says cruise cruise like, apostrophe cruise. s like cruise, cruise cup oh lounge. the cruise cup lounge yeah okay. yeah that's, that's a really good one. 
I think another thing on the the by way of lounges, um, I and we talked about this on the last episode, so this is not going to be a surprise. The Tambu Lounge at the Polynesian. Mm -hmm. I feel like it doesn't get as much love because Trader Sands is in right the there, same yeah. building now, and Trader Sands is. A not underrated at all. It is rated and <laughs> and then what's maybe... the thing next to the Tambu Lounge that they're like connected to? Like the Kona? Oh, no. Oh, Kona. Kona. I feel like a lot of people go to Kona, and I feel like a lot of people go to Trader Sands. Well, Kona is a restaurant. Right, but there's yeah. a lounge. There's like a bar area that I feel like people go to, right? No. Oh, there's no bar area there. No. It's oh, okay. Strong. I'm sorry. I'm talking out of my butt. Yep. Um, <laughs> There's the bar, which is I which guess, is the Tambu Lounge, lounge okay. which is between. Well, that they have area. the sushi bar, which is up against like where you get on the monorail. That's what I'm thinking of. That sticks out and it's okay. parallel with the windows, like to get on the monorail. But this is like the the bar area of Ohana and Kona, and. Um, I love it there. I, I really do. And actually, on the last episode where we were talking about how much we liked it, we also got beef skewers, which were amazing. They were so good. Oh, yeah. We didn't um, talk about Yeah, we those. didn't even talk about those. The pot stickers were definitely the most memorable item. But I feel like this is a place that's almost like a waiting area. Yeah, and a lot of like people that. don't seem to like go there as a destination. But it's totally worth it to go. And now that Trader Sands is open, everybody's like, oh, we got to go to Trader Sands. Trader Sands is the best. Which Trader Sands is amazing. It's worth the trip. But if you can't get into Trader Sands, Tambu Lounge is not at all a bad consolation prize. Totally. In fact, that's where you can get the Lapu Lapu. And I think that's what originally made me love drinking at the Polynesian. I mean, we the first time the five of us on our podcast did team a monorail bar went. Trader Sands wasn't open then and that was right. like our first like love of the Polynesian <laughs> was the Tambu Lounge and I have really good memories there with yeah my it is friends, small so. it's, it should be said that there is limited seating and there are times where it, it could get a little bit busy but particularly the dinner hour when oh, people yeah. are waiting for when we waited Ohana. for Ohana this last time I felt like that was the busiest because mm -hmm. it was like me and Holly sitting and you guys all had to like stand behind us mm -hmm. pretty much but if you well, can we get there went before primetime dinner or after. Yeah, when we went later, we got one of those oh, yeah. really nice tables like in the corner. So, mm -hmm. yep, that would be my choice for one of my most underrated picks in Disney. That's I think a good I one. have another one. I have another too. one too. What is it? Bellevue. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm so, not familiar with that. So, the, yeah, so this is. Well, you will be. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> this last time we went there, um, it's in the boardwalk and to describe how to get it would be you have to almost go like you're going where the to nickelodeons the are like on your way to the rooms like if you're in the lobby and you're walking to the room the not the dvc side uh -huh. but the hotel side and you walk in that little overpass that goes over where the steps are to take you up to the bus stops right that's like where the bathrooms are where the nickelodeons are that main room there where they have the inside steps to go downstairs Correct. The area that looks over the steps is the Bellevue Lounge. Oh, yeah. So I, I think good. It's, I know. There's couches and really comfy chairs. and It's very classy. It yeah. is A lot of classy. like it cool is. wood bookshelves and stuff. Do they serve stuff. breakfast there? They, they do. I believe you could get they like a like continental breakfast. I do know what you're talking about. Because when we stayed there, I think I may have sat in that lounge. But we never went and got a drink there. Right. And it's an awesome place to get a drink. Like It's just, really pretty outdoor seating too. It was raining the night or it had rain. Yes, it had rain yeah. that night. Yes, that so we were there, so it was like the the outdoor seating is has very plush like cushions. So they were all soaking wet, but you have the nice like view of like the boardwalk quad essentially, which 
is is awesome but the inside is so cool too and they have like little radios on the shelves it's like very quiet really really nice yeah i would go there if like some place is super crowded or if you have like a dining reservation you get there early Mm-hmm. to the boardwalk just have a drink there i could see it being like abracadabra being like shoulder room that's what only, i would yes. say and then yep. heading there it, that's I mean, like the tambu lounge of right abracadabra is trader sam's uh bellevue lounge is tambu lounge that's fair yeah like just like the original like good old drinks i think abracadabra i know we all really enjoy it but i think it's really hard to enjoy it if you don't really relax inside which we haven't really been able to do Agreed. since yeah. I mean, Scott, you've never really done that. We've I've all done inside, it on our but... first times, but it was like one o'clock when we were there, so it wasn't no. a big crowd. But it's a way better experience when you can actually sit down in one of the booths inside and like really enjoy the ambiance of it. Because which it's it really seems unique. like it's kind of crazy now, so it's going to be harder to do that. It's... And the service is like really slow. Yeah. Oh my like... god, this last time. It yeah, was awful. we had a horrible. I mean, I don't server. think it was necessarily. Well, maybe it was their fault, but it was just super crowded. Yeah. Yeah. I think Abracadabra is adequately rated. Yes. That's... <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce right back because <laughs> oh, we're geez. on a theme here. Uh -huh. um, kimonos. Oh uh, yeah. Which oh, doesn't get a lot sure. of love because <laughs> it's sure. not technically a Disney-owned hotel. It counts in the Swan. So it's a great addition to your Crescent Lake bar crawl with all these other places we've been talking about <laughs> on Crescent Lake, but. That's a spot that we've gone in there with at least, I'm going to say four people and at most like 15 and they've always accommodated us however many people we have. Yeah. The service is amazing. The servers are like mm -hmm. truly invested in your experience there and like if you're singing karaoke, which is the mainstay of the- <laughs> They do karaoke every night. Every single night. Like if It does you'd... close too early. That's my only- qualm with yeah but if you do it right you won't even realize what time it is <laughs> but like yeah i think they close at 12. yeah they have really really good signature sake uh cocktails. sake cocktails really good quality sushi rolls definitely the best sushi that you can get on disney property mm. You haven't been to Splitsville, but that's okay. Oh, no, I have not. So that's that's not entirely fair. What about Morimoto? I think that the sushi is better at Kimonos. Wow. For sure. I, I really like it, and it's less expensive than well, Morimoto. Perhaps we need a sushi trip to just I would love to. I would love to do that. Add um, that to our, you know. <laughs> yeah. to-do list. Go to Magic Kingdom and then get sushi. But yeah, Kimonos rules. <laughs> and a lot of people, karaoke is fun. I mean, a lot of people know about the piano bar. Uh, at Jelly Rolls and, you know, the Atlantic Dance Hall. But this is, like, another cool late-night thing if you want to have some sushi and cocktails and do karaoke. I actually think I've had more fun here at doing karaoke than I have at Jelly Rolls. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure, yeah. I, I just think it's a more fun... Like, because... Have you been to Kimonos with us? Yes. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. My yeah, birthday. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time we've been there, like minus one, Scott's been with us. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, we sang a song. We sang. Yeah, we sang. We sang uh, the Beatles. Happy say say it was it was because it was Catherine's birthday. birthday. Yeah. I yep. turned thirty the night I was at Kimonos. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was. I really love Kimonos. The decor is awesome. It doesn't I feel love, like a Disney restaurant. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. And I, I think that if you're there for a week, it's nice to like walk somewhere else and see something other than like the Disney name tag and to be able to walk there from the boardwalk is awesome or Epcot. I mean, you can walk there from Epcot. Yeah, that's a good one. And we should, um, in the 
um, show notes of this, I'm going to just do like a bulleted list of all the things just so you can, if you're listening to this, you don't have to write them all down. I'll put all of the things that we talk about as a bulleted list in the show notes. Um, I've got, uh, I know that we're basically park centric and we don't talk a lot about movies and Disney movies on this podcast, but you know, movies, especially Disney movies are just a big, big part of my indoctrination into the Disney culture from when I was a young kid. And I'm going with two movies that have came out within the past 20 years. The first one I want to talk about is 1996 Hunchback of Notre Dame. I feel like this movie does not get a lot of credit that it deserves. It's got a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. This comes off the stretch of like the renaissance of the early 90s, really starting with Little Mermaid in 89. So you've got your Little Mermaids, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, huge hits, Mm -hmm. movies that people love. And even to an extent after that, Mulan and Pocahontas, these are movies that people, you know, love, especially people who are in our age group. Hunchback is one of those movies that I feel like some people either haven't seen or watched it when it first came out and don't really remember it. Hunchback is awesome, and it's one of the best soundtracks that no one talks about. It's Alan Menken, obviously, who, you know, did some of the greatest songs from Little Mermaid, Aladdin. The soundtrack to this movie is really good. Some of my favorite Disney songs, Bells of Notre Dame, the opening to that movie is amazing. The animation and the song Bells of Notre Dame is really good. Out There is one of my favorite Alan Menken songs, and A Guy Like You is really good. This movie is really dark, too. It's like really... It deals with gypsies and like religious turmoil. Yeah, and, like it's, and again, I mean, it's it's adapted from morality. the Victor Hugo story, which is, you know, it's it's a pretty heavy story. And of course, it is Disney-fied. Like, it's not... This has the gargoyles as comic relief. Yeah, right? yeah and you have yeah, Jason Alexander. Yeah, a little Costanza as one of... As, uh, he plays... Can't stand you. <laughs> Can't stand you. But, yeah, I mean, this movie is really good. Frollo is an incredibly, incredibly evil villain that doesn't get Probably brought up. Probably one of the worst. Yeah, he's terrible. I'm like, have to he, watch it. I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's very dark. Like, the movie in itself, I don't think is, like, super memorable as a movie, but the music is so freaking good. And the animation is really good. And it is good. really dark. <laughs> it's very... I mean... <laughs> yeah, the color palette is darker than a lot of the 90s uh, Disney movies. I just think that it's it doesn't get as much due as a lot of those. Because this was like right coming off that string of just do no wrong Disney animated hits. And Hunchback is one that doesn't get brought up, but it's one of my favorites. Cool. The second movie is one that um, if you've seen it, most of the people who I've talked to have seen this movie. Sorry, love we're, just, it. we're just watching the opening of a Disney animated film right now. Beautiful. <laughs> this is a movie that if you've seen it, a lot of people like it. Only a 66 on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's 2007's Meet the Robinsons. Wow. Meet the Robinsons is so underrated. It is probably one of the funniest Disney animated features. It's really good. It's not... It's not the best. It's not like in the pantheon of... Cla- like, it's not classic. It's not classic by any means. And it mm-hmm. came out around the string of Disney animated features where the animation style kind of straddled between the computer animated Pixar movies. It has that look and feel similar to a Bolt or... Um, Chicken Little. Or Chicken Little. This movie where it excels though is the characters are awesome and memorable 
and extremely funny. Yeah, it's so humorous. It's and the story's interesting, too. The yeah. story's good. You've got time travel. You've got a decent message. You've got a great... Family. Yeah, you've got a great family dynamic. Um, fun pop culture references. Yeah, really fun pop culture references. Um, Bowler Hat Guy is a great <laughs> character and so funny. Mm-hmm. I think if you haven't seen Meet the Robinsons or you saw it a while ago and haven't watched it since then, it's definitely worth a watch. It's one of my favorite underrated Disney animated features. Good call. Yeah. yeah. So those two. And if you scroll back in our Facebook feed and see the photo of all of us on Halloween <laughs> at Disney World, you will see that Matt and our friend Joe uh, were... Lewis and Wilbur from Meet the Robinsons, which is a real deep cut as far as costumes go. Yeah, but And it says, and it speaks volumes how underrated that movie is because I would say maybe 5% of people knew what we were dressed as. 5%? I'd say 5 people. Five, okay. <laughs> really? And they were, all, like, and they were well, all cast yeah. members. But the ones that did get it were like, oh, that's so awesome. Meet the Robinsons. I love Meet the Robinsons. So more people should watch that movie so they can get my costume. Good call. And yeah, also because it's why. great. Yeah, that's why. But yeah, those two. All right. Good one. Thanks. Anyone else? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a couple things. Um, the one, I, I would say, it's a uh, character experience that I think may be a little bit underrated is the the Kylo Ren meet and greet at uh, Hollywood Studios. So you I, think that's underrated? I think it is because every time I've gone there, the line is like 10 people long. Yeah, I it mean, isn't really that long of a line for yeah. what you get. I think it's totally worth the line. Now, maybe there's times of the day when you go there and it's super packed and, you know, then it is properly rated. But it's interesting and it's, it's kind of fun, especially when he talks to you, which I, I think... He didn't the first time we all saw him in yeah. Disney World, but then he did when we were in Disneyland. I think he typically really, does. Yeah, I think yeah. he's supposed to. But that, I mean, it's it's entertaining because it's, I don't know, it's more of an interactive experience with the character kind of talking to you like that. It's more so than just when you meet Mickey and Minnie sometimes and they just kind of are motioning to you. Yeah, you got to go see the talking Mickey. I know, I haven't seen him yet. Yeah, you have, Which is you have not underrated at all. Yeah, I think that's That's totally pretty rated. Yeah, we waited 40 minutes. Rated. I'd say it's pretty rated. People know about that. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good experience. Yeah, it's a good that one. Was, I mean, that was something we did that morning when we went to Hollywood Studios it was this this past May that it was just like, huh, what a great time. Like, we kind of all stood outside and we were like, huh, that was fun. And like, we're yeah. a bunch of 30-year-olds just like laughing about <laughs> Kyle, meeting Kylo Ren. But that's totally okay. Totally. That's what this, this uh, podcast that is, is all funny. about. It is a pretty funny experience. And there. the other thing that I had, and it's more of kind of a, I don't know, not a specific thing. I feel like single riding gets really underrated because that makes our trips a lot of times. Oh I mean, God. we do so many things and it doesn't oh, really affect your ability to enjoy it with your friends because for whatever weight you are in line, you're still there with everybody. Mm -hmm. It's the, you know, minute and a half, three minutes that you're on a ride that you might be separated. You might not because yeah. a lot of times we get put together. Single riding is the way to go. Oh, yeah, to do it right. Man, yeah, I, test track. I, I think I that's think a good one. I feel like not enough people know uh, about it. A lot of these are funny because, like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, I hope that, like, 
people take heed, but I don't want everyone to start doing all these things because... <laughs> these are our dirty little secrets. Yeah. Some of these, especially like the... Uh, lounges. The lounges and stuff. Oh, yeah, don't no. go to our lounges. We're gonna get, they're going to get the, the WDW happy hour bump next or, time we go to... Uh, or next, give us your seats if we're, if we're or there. Or just buy us a drink and yeah. we'll have a lot of fun together. Next time we go to Tambu Lounge, it's going to be banging. But seriously, like the last two times, like we were at Tambu Lounge... This last time, it was a great experience. Food, drink, atmosphere, other people at the bar. It was awesome. When we were at the Bellevue Lounge, it was like food, drink, experience, people. Like, that was one of the most memorable Disney nights I think I've ever had. Like, it was it was great. Yeah. Like, we had a great time. For so, sure. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of these places that we talk about, you're going to meet Disney files yeah. when you're there. These are like your people. Like these are the places <laughs> to go to meet people yeah, like you. Like-minded individuals. Yeah, and yes. a lot of these lounges, we've met people who have become listeners to the podcast. So or friends. And friends. And friends, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, but I consider our listeners to be friends. Nice, nice recovery there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> our dear friends. No, we're all friends here. How about a ride? Anybody have a ride? I yes. do. I do. Um, Living with the Land. Oh, I was going to say that. Too. Yeah, it's such an underrated ride. I yep. think it's a great, like, you know, like, you can you can chalk it up to, like, a doofy, like, Epcot educational ride. But when I get off of there, I'm always like, oh, that is so cool. Like, I, I want to grow my own food. I do. I, every, every time I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go home and buy some seeds. And, like, I'm going to go, like, you know, <laughs> grow my food for summer. But it is, I mean, like, you do learn a lot, and it's it's got a lot of repeatability because when you yeah. go in the greenhouse, like, there might be, you know, harvesting something that wasn't there on your last trip or, you know, it... They, I still don't know what a jackfruit is, and I've been on that ride. The alligators are back. Did you know that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, did they take the alligators yeah. up? That yeah. makes sense. Oh, I also get off that ride also always thinking fish are disgusting. Yeah, they do. Smell <laughs> just that awful. scene of this like fish, like no, they just look just. No, that, that broom smells terrible oh, it's, it's with fish. the shrimp and the fish. Well, yeah. It's, it's you know, uh, hydroponic uh, watering systems. But another maybe underrated tour is the behind the seats tour, as part of living with the land. Have you done that? Yes. yes. Oh, We've right. reviewed it on this podcast. Oh, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, for the value, <laughs> big of, listener, big listener. Um, it's twenty <laughs> bucks, but if it if you're uh, AP or DVC, it's seventeen. Ooh. And they say like forty five minutes or an hour. We were on it for like an hour and a half. Wow. And so that's really the, worth it. That yeah, is a nice and it's value. it's really if if you enjoy even like are halfway interested in that attraction, the the boat ride. The tours. And is awesome. that something that you can book day of? I always oh seem to see people walking up to that kiosk outside of the store. Yeah, entrance. I mean, they do, they're like on the hour from maybe like nine to four. Don't quote me on no, that, but I, it's something to that But effect. it's not out of the realm of possibility that you could book one day of, right? Is, isn't it? Don't they have an announcement at the end of the ride, Living at the Land? If you'd like yeah. to see more, yeah. go to our behind the scenes desk at the Soren right but I don't know if that's here. just one of those things they say and then you show up there and be like oh we're booked for a week so. and I know we we booked ours when we did it maybe three or four days before we left and you so. got the choice of like exactly what you yep. wanted yeah. that's good nice that's a good one yeah. I have a I have one or two one to start uh, Monsters and Glass Floor mm. yes. I feel like a lot of people aren't crazy about this ride or it's rather it's not a ride it's an attraction it's one that I know a lot of people who are first-time Disney fans, I always say, they're like, oh, Magic Kingdom was great. And I always say, oh, did you do Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor? And, and they either go like, 
oh no, we didn't get around to it, or no, I didn't even know that was there. It's in Tomorrowland, it's in the walkway as you're entering Tomorrowland on the right across from Stitch's Great Escape, which is totally adequately rated. Stitch sucks. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we talked about this before. Monsters and Glass Floor is really great. So much repeatability. Yeah. It obviously is better depending on the... Performance. The performers are usually good, but it, it usually hinges on the um, audience and how engaged they are because if you've got a really engaged and um, you know ready-to-have-fun audience, it just really... Late-night audiences are great. Yeah, Extra Magic Hour audiences are For more sure. fun. For sure. But, think. yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, it's like an improv show with, you know, Disney uh, animated characters with the characters from Monsters, Inc. It's so charming and fun, and I think I try to do it every time we go you know, for a trip down to Disney because it's legitimately a really funny experience that is different every time. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Me too. Yeah, I, I think... wish I could do something different about the queue, though, because I get so annoyed waiting in that hallway. I'm yeah. always like, oh, I feel like I've wasted hours of my life in that hallway. <laughs> but that's understandable. I guess they have to do it like that. But it'd be nice if they had, like, two theaters and kind of, yeah. like, you didn't have to wait for the full length of the show before the show. Yeah. Like, you've never, you can never just walk into that. Because you have to wait in that corral. There's not many rides or attractions, especially at the Magic Kingdom, that I think you could say are underrated. I think that... You I've, know, got, I've got another one, too. Well, not at the Magic Kingdom. Go ahead. Um, it, what's, what is the proper name for it? American Adventure. The American Adventure. The American, the American Adventure. Adventure. Oh, that's a great, a great film. I mean, you can do the... What is the Liberty Singers? Voices of Liberty. Voices yeah. of Liberty before, you know, because they're right there. And they're then... awesome. And the guy who is the lead, like the conductor for that, looks just like Chris Parnell. And he's been there for, he's been <laughs> with them for like five years. And every time I see him, I'm like, he looks just like Chris Parnell. I can picture him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, that would be my underrated attraction. Yeah, that's a good one. I feel like a lot of people don't do oh, that yeah, too. No, I would put Hall of Presidents in that. Oh, show. yeah, yeah. Mm, me too. But again, these are th these are both two things that people like. If you're not into history and you think like it's just going to be like this educational thing, I don't think that I think people might skip it because they like it's lacking fun factor. But yeah, I think do it's you love America. <laughs> yeah, that's what it comes down America. to. America. Oh, also, that song. I've I always Catherine and I always talk about like if you really like if you're um, a foreign tourist and you like didn't know. <laughs> the national anthem like you would almost think <laughs> that that song at the end of american adventure is our national anthem like, it's you so know, majestic maybe we should consider it it's a really good song switching now. from the star spangled yawner <laughs> to a real we love america guys yeah we do. i have another underrated um item in epcot actually um and it is the um the shorts films um that they have in the old captain eo hmm. theater Oh. Um, the last time I was there, well, in October, I went at the suggestion of friends, and I was like, well, I think I've seen all of these anyway. Like, I, I thought I'd seen them all. I wasn't really that excited about it. But then I did the Walk and Walt's Footsteps tour and found that Walt actually does the voice of um, Mickey in the first short, Get a Horse. So Which is, isn't that, like, one that they kind of, like, they it was in the... It was kind of in the archives, and mm -hmm. they brought it they out. They, like, refurbished it, huh. essentially, for this this attraction. And it is so good. They really do make, like, great use of the theater. And the shorts is are... Is there, like, 4D elements to it? Mm-hmm. And the shorts are, like, <laughs> short enough 
that they keep your attention because I'm thinking like, am I watching a movie in a theme park right now? Like, am I going to get bored? Like, I thought Captain Neo was a little too long to hold attention. Like, I always kind of got bored by the end of that, but that these are like the perfect length and the kids are really, really into it. And um, they use the theater really well. And I don't feel like anybody ever goes over there now. Well, I had the like same feeling because I was like, oh, I've seen those. I saw the Pixar movies. I saw all the shorts before the movies. And I'm like, what am I just going to watch them? But there's an extra element. Yes, it's better. Yeah, they're they're better. Yeah, I'm going to definitely do that next time we're there. Well, you should. I, I need to do will. It too. I have yeah. 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 as well. Really good one. Anyone else? One last one. Go and, ahead. And I don't know whether it's underrated anymore, but it was when we were there. Okay. Um, the... Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen. <laughs> wow, you I was gonna a full title. <laughs> I actually, I think it totally is still underrated. I agree. We've I talked about this, the like restaurants, and I thought the same thing. We've so. talked about this yeah. on it's, like it's this is for what? Holly because she's not here, so she I, I have like a feeling yeah. Holly would. We all did. Agree. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you were listing say five restaurants in the magic kingdom would you necessarily think of it in the first five i feel like we love it and we, we do, still yeah. almost forget it i know sometimes. yeah <laughs> I, I just yeah it hasn't become like ingrained in my head of yeah. like a great place to get a meal but great that's theming, what great it is. food yeah i mean it's it's great got service. the whole yeah great service the servers have been because yeah. we had a couple servers the last they've time. all been good mm -hmm. yeah. yeah especially oh what's his name robert robert, robert. robert. <laughs> yeah robert was awesome I, hope, I wonder if he's still there. I bet you he is. Oh, yeah, he, well, it wasn't he's, that long He's ago. found his stride. He's one of the best servers I've had at, yeah. at Disney. He invited uh, us restaurant. back the last time we yeah. went down. He said yeah. we had a more motives together. Um, that's yeah. that's my last edition. That's a good one, too. Were you, was anyone going to say cheeseburger egg rolls? Because those, <laughs> are, those aren't rated at all. I feel like people don't know they're there. And I feel like the workers working. I think we do need to get them on the map because we they might go away. We need the bump. Yeah. yeah, we should just tweet WDW today every single day and be like, don't get rid of the egg rolls. So Just, just yeah. from a different Twitter account yeah. all the time. <laughs> we'll just make a new Twitter account every day. Yeah, seriously, guys. <laughs> our listeners, you know, go and get cheeseburger egg rolls. They're, sure they're the cheeseburger spring rolls. Cheeseburger we always spring rolls. say egg rolls, but technically they're spring rolls. They are right near... Um, they're in between Jungle Cruise and Pirates of the Caribbean on the left if you were heading towards next Pirates to the from the Hub. There's a popcorn cart next there's to it. There's a popcorn cart next to it, and there's they have cheeseburger spring rolls, and you get two for, what is it, like? Four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah, it's a really great value. A really yeah, good deal, is. and it's so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Dip them in mustard or ketchup, whatever. Guys. Oh. Prime time snack, and I feel like I'm afraid they're gonna go away. I can't because the good fries went away at the um, yeah. Golden Oak Outpost. They used to have like the fun waffle fries with like you know pulled pork and like the bacon ranch, and now those don't exist anymore either. Now that's just chicken fingers. Like you can't get chicken. Well, fingers. when we were down there, we <laughs> tweeted at them to ask them what time the stand opened, and what was that Thursday? And they said it wouldn't be open until Saturday. Saturday. And we were like, dang it. And we were leaving yeah. Saturday. Yeah. yeah we were. Vote with your wallets, guys. <laughs> Save the cheeseburger spring rolls. Yeah, we shouldn't even put it out in the ether that that might not be around. Don't give them ideas. Yeah, don't give them any ideas. We love it. Yep. Maybe we should tweet at them the link to this episode so they can hear us. <laughs> yeah. The timestamp. Yeah. Listen to this specific part and don't ever get rid of the cheeseburger spring rolls. Well, I think that's pretty good. I mean, unless anyone has any like quick ones that you guys want to. 
That's what I thought of, of you know. I think we I think we hit a lot of really good ones. Yeah, I, I agree. Nice. All right, so I guess that just brings up our last call segment if anyone has any last call items. I don't think I do. Make sure you get all your Disney Christmas shopping in. There's a lot of uh, great, you know, mom and pop Etsy stores or online stores that do a lot of great Disney products. So Yeah, we've talked about and linked to a number of those yeah. over time. So our I Facebook our, feed probably yeah, should have so a lot like, of that. Our Jamberry, our... Um, Who's the lady who made your ears? Oh, Katie from Magic Made Co. Those is, were always really she's, cool. She's good. Holly and I both use Katie. She has got Christmas ones. Holly yeah, Christmas she's got ones. a lot of good stuff. I am hoping Santa has brought me some stuff from Katie's shop also. Um, go see go see Rogue One <laughs> yeah, at go the see end of the yes. week. And I've we're got, hoping... I, no, go ahead. We're hoping to be back on Christmas. We're... We're figuring out the logistics. Our next Sunday will be Christmas. Um, but we hope if we don't talk to you before then, we hope you have a wonderful Christmas holiday and that you spend it with the ones you love and that you're safe and healthy and happy. So Merry Christmas from WDW Happy Hour and snuggle up with a hot toddy or something delicious. So... I have a, a really quick last call, and it has to do with uh, Rogue One, which Scott said. So Rogue One comes out uh, this week. It's um, the first Star Wars. Um, what is it? What is it technically called? They're calling it a Star, Star Wars a Star story. Wars story. Um, so it takes place in between Episode Three and Four. The first look that you can get before the movie comes out is for those of you who have the video game Star Wars Battlefront. Mm, yeah. Um, they had um, four. Uh, downloadable content uh, packs that were planned. The fourth and final one was just released last week for season pass holders, and it's called um, uh, Star Wars Scarif or Scarif, whatever it is. It's the beach-type planet um, that's heavily featured in the upcoming movie. Mm -hmm. And also, um, it introduces two new uh, hero and a villain character, which is Jin, um, who's played by what is the actress and the lead actress in the movie? Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones, and also the bad guy, which I'm forgetting his name. Um, he's sure. he wears like an all white suit and a cape, and he looks very menacing. Again, I haven't seen the movie yet, but you could get probably a good deep dive into at least some of the settings and the characters if you have Star Wars Battlefront. It's been over a year since that game came out, it came out, but it came year. out in November of last year, and so it's still going strong. So your first look at Rogue One, if you're really psyched for the movie, if you have Star Wars Battlefront, or if you don't, it's probably really cheap since the game's now a year old. You can play the uh, Rogue One uh, expansion set, which I have yet to do, but I might I, before I the movie to just well, to get yeah. just to get pumped. So yeah, that's my only thing. Anyone that else that wraps it up? That's it for us. All right. Well, as always, um, you know, please um, tell your friends if you like this podcast, you know, um, our, like I said, our, uh, our fans are our friends and, we, you know, we could always, um, we could always have some more friends. Um, <laughs> so, you know, tell your friends, please rate and review us on iTunes. That's especially helpful for us if you're liking the podcast. Um, you know, that increases our visibility. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Google Play Store. Tell your friends. And, of course, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Twitter. Twitter. 
um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be probably in the new, in 2017, I, I foresee some more video content and you know, we're gonna continue to bring you really good content. So like us and, and follow us because it really helps us out. And we appreciate you guys and we're happy for all your feedback. And if you want to reach out to us with any questions, you can um, email us directly at wdwhappyhour at gmail.com. And also, we've spoke about this on previous episodes. We are now, um, we are um, vacation planners officially. And if you guys have friends or family or yourself who wants help planning your next Disney getaway or vacation, whether it be Disneyland, Disney World, or even... Um, uh, Hawaii at the uh, cruises at the Alani yeah cruise line um, please feel free to reach out to us we are partnered with never grow up um, never grow up travel or never, never grow up vacation sorry so you can hit us up for that at WDW happy hour at never grow up vacations.com or just drop us a line on Facebook. Or yeah, either or. Messenger. We'll or Instagram. I mean, yeah. one of the venues, we're usually really good at getting back to people. So at one of our... Except for, did we ever respond to Pete Carney? Pete Carney. Pete Carney gave You are a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you for that. That is literally the longest email I've ever read in my life. And I, I did read the whole thing. I should I say, yeah, Pete so, Carney yeah. wrote us an email. One of our first and most loyal um, listeners... Um, who we will have to, once we actually like start having guests, like we have to have Pete on the podcast and he is awesome. Um, he wrote us a, um, he had a really good trip, really great trip. And he wrote us a deep, deep dive about everything that he did. And it was really interesting. And uh, I'm glad he had a good time. And we did read the email. I, he said, he like said at the top, like, this is really long. And I, I don't expect you guys to read this whole thing. But we did. Yep. And we appreciate it. And we appreciate you and all of our listeners. So thanks, Pete. Well, next episode's episode 20. So we'll have to, have to think of something special. Yeah, That's little... true. And our last episode of the year. That's right. So we yeah. could Correct. do a retrospect. Your yeah. review. And yeah. our and our next episode will be we release every Sunday and next Sunday or two Sundays from now will be Christmas Day and we will still be releasing on we still will be releasing an episode on Christmas Day. So we're not gonna skip. It's gonna be recorded a little in advance. We're not gonna all meet together on Christmas to record, but we will have an episode for you. So oh, bless us all everyone. Yes. <laughs> The Christmas get the Christmas gift that everyone wants is another episode from WDW Happy Hour. That's what I want under my tree. Yes. So thank you guys for listening again, and uh, we will see you next time. All right. All right. Cheers. 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 Cheers.